If anyone needs more gloves, I'll be glad to give you a hand. I don't get to read a lot of papers here. The newsboy keeps throwing them in the minefield. Why don't you ask him the direct approach? What a sneaky trick. You should be ashamed of yourself, Father. We'll do it. Obviously, a guy like me is unfit to defend this country unless we're attacked by the House of Dior. Freedom. Disgusting. Next thing you know, they'll be threatening us with liberty and justice for all. Hey, MASH fans. It's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny. And joining me as always, my good pal, Simon. Hey, gentlemen. Today, we're discussing Season 8, Episode 2, Are You Now, Margaret? It's the 175th episode overall, directed by Charles S. Dubin. Written by Thad Munford and Dan Wilcox. Ooh, new writers. And originally aired on September 24th, 1979, and the production code is S602. The bleeding is arrested, Doctor. Arrested and convicted. Two counts of attempted escape with intent to clot. Anyone need fresh gloves? Not me. I'm waiting for the after Christmas sale. I could use a pair, Father. What for, Charles? Pretend the germs are poor and snub them off. Ha <laughs> Pierce, the rapier-like thrust of an armless D'Artagnan. Oh, uh... Colonel, you have a visitor. Tell him to come back during visiting hours. He's a congressional aide, sir, all the way from Washington. He must be on important business. Probably heard we were running low on red tape. Well, personally, I'm thrilled to have someone come all the way from Washington. I'm not. Some flunky probably trying to rustle up votes for his boss. Hope he can wait a couple of years. Most of these kids aren't old enough to vote. He's waiting outside, sir. What shall I tell him? Would you keep him company, Padre? I can't ask this kid to wait. Right now, he can't hear me. Uh, very good, sir. So, oh, if, if anyone needs more gloves, I'll be glad to give you a hand. <laughs> Pierce, Honeycutt, you two have been a rotten influence on that man. I also have a plot summary. A visiting congressional aide accuses Margaret of being a communist sympathizer, and it could ruin her career. This dovetails with Klinger's entering the Stars and Stripes photo contest. Colonel says hello to visiting fellow. Klinger, what the devil are you doing? Sir, it's for the Stars and Stripes photo contest. First prize is $500, two weeks in Tokyo, and a date with Marilyn Maxwell. I got a dress that's perfect for her. Williamson, meet my very temporary company clerk. Klinger, did I get a letter from Mr. Williamson? Oh, uh, yes, sir, Colonel. I don't remember seeing it. When it came, sir, you were out, so I put it in the out box. Of course, now that you're in. Uh-huh. Now, would you show our visitor to the VIP tent? Immediately, sir. I knew right away you weren't one of us. Your clothes fit. As a matter of fact, I work for a congressman. Wait a second. Did you say congressman, as in Washington, D.C., go to Baltimore, take a left? Klinger, get moving, or I'm going to take a picture called Former Corporal with Camera Up Nose. And the guest stars in this episode, Lawrence Pressman, plays the congressional aide R. Theodore Williamson. Lawrence Pressman, born July the 10th, 1939, is an American actor, probably best known for roles on Doogie Howser, M.D., uh, Ladies' Man, and a recurring role on Profiler, the title character on Mulligan Stew, and as a fictional scientist in the 1971 film The Hellstrom Chronicle. Oh, did, she, did he play Doogie's dad? I think he so, He looked familiar, yeah. and I couldn't yeah. figure out where I knew him from. 
Oh, that's cool. I love Doogie Howser. <laughs> we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Private Igor Struminski. And Leyland Sun plays the Chinese patient. Now, Leyland appeared in four episodes of MASH. And then we have Jennifer Davis Westmore. She played Nurse. The writers and or producers bypassed the issue of naming characters by never once crediting Jennifer Davis as anything but Nurse. She is credited in nine episodes, starting with season five, Dear Sigmund, and ending with Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. In Cave, she was working on the patient Hawkeye was trying to help while battling his claustrophobia. Hawkeye hit on her in A Night at Rosie's and again in Are You Now Margaret? But both times, she shrugged him off. Ah, good on her. Staying in character. (laughs) Excuse us, Williamson, but we're on a simple fact-finding mission. What the hell are you doing here? Why, visiting throughout the unit, getting to know you people. You didn't come all this way just to be folksy. What are you doing in Korea? Well, we're very concerned about how you boys are doing over here. Oh, no, Williamson. It goes much deeper than that, doesn't it? Maybe deep enough to cut a few of our key personnel? Gentlemen, I think we should finish this discussion in the presence of your commanding officer. Well, if it isn't budget cuts, what in Sam Hill are you here for? Gentlemen, in my work for Congressman Lurie, I have unearthed some news that will come to you as a severe shock. The real enemy we are fighting is within America itself. Oh, wait a second. Suddenly it all makes sense. We're in the wrong country. It's not North and South Korea who should be fighting. It's North and South Dakota. We could be going home weekends. Well, you two put a lock on it. I think this boy's got something serious stuck in his craw. Right, Colonel. This is quite serious. Congressman Lurie has obtained incontrovertible evidence that this mass unit is harboring a communist sympathizer. One of my people, a commie? Who are you talking about? Major Margaret Houlihan. Margaret Houlihan? Crazy? What's you got to be out of your mind. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Why don't you start us off, Meds? Okay, I, again, I, I I gave this an eight out of ten. Um, nice. I really like I really like this episode because of the the the, the kind of like the the oomph. Uh, in yeah. feminism on this episode. Uh, I love yeah. the fact that Margaret is proud to be a mash. You know, she's a woman who is a major and in charge of the nurses. This is, you know, this just shows how how powerful, you know, she is as a woman. And, and it's something to be yeah. really proud of in this. Uh, again, like we mentioned uh, on our last episode, this whole thing about being a communist sympathy, you know, it's all to do with the Red Scare, as it was known, you know, McCarthy and Hoover. And, and you know, they have a lot to answer for. They really do. Uh, but I, <laughs> I love Charles's line. Because I am so conservative that I make you look like a new dealer. He's wonderful, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, it is a bit of a... Not, it, the payoff's a bit obvious. I think that's the only reason why I didn't give it a nine because I really like the whole thing of them sticking up for Margaret and how how you could imagine this happening, especially in the 1950s. But the whole envy uh, of the payoff of kind of like, oh, look, you know, Margaret's going to use her, you know, well, not use her womanly ways because he's the one who goes after her. Yeah. Um, so she has nothing to do with it, but it's all set up for that. And Klinger being in the wardrobe, taking the photographs. It's a bit obvious, I think, but but still, you know, that's, you know, that's only a small dent in this episode. I, I just love the fact that it, it promotes uh, strength in women in this episode, of especially showing how important she is to the, the whole the whole war, in essence. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I actually give this episode two scores, because I gave the first half a 7 out of 10, but then once she's accused <laughs> of being a communist, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Because I, oh, okay. I thought her, her acting is just so incredible. And like you said, it's just this was a very dark time in the entertainment industry. The whole mm. McCarthyism and everyone being accused of being communists and 
you know. And, well, I think it's a, I think it's at a whole dark time in America's history. I think, well, more true. than anything. True. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not, but I mean, it did affect the entertainment industry as well. Mm. I love Loretta Switch. She's amazing, and I love that they give her these juicy, meaty storylines. You know, I would never have thought her a communist, but oh, no. you know, but 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 you know, she's associated, and I love the fact when she's going through it, she remembers every single person's name. You know, she could have told, she could have read them all out because she's oh, yeah. she's sitting there talking to Hawkeye and, and saying the names of these people and saying how amazing they are and oh what they did and they did this and you just see it in her face again with the with the whole close up of her eyes and you know she's near tears and it's just so well done. Well, you also you also get a bit of a backstory as well of, of Margaret's you know pre mash life as day, well yeah. where you know all, all this stuff that she was doing and friends with and yeah. and all that and also the one thing that they, that everyone seems to forget is of course that flag has already been at the mash unit searching for undesirables and you know he did work for the the secret branch so surely there'd be evidence <laughs> anyway you would about yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> you would think but uh yeah. yeah no i just i i didn't have many notes it's just it was just a very whenever margaret was on screen i was enthralled because she's just amazing this episode she really shines and the subject matter i really like the subject matter and it was good it was a nice turn for mash something a little bit yeah. different you know than uh than the regular storyline so uh no i really mm. i really enjoyed this like i said i gave it a seven slash eight out of ten so se- seven and a half seven and a half there we go we'll <laughs> average them out seven and a half yeah yeah how could you say such a thing i've always done my best to be a model american I'm a commissioned officer in the United States Army. For your information, the communists have infiltrated our country at the highest levels. We found them in the State Department. We found them in the Justice Department. At Woolworths, you'll find them in the Notions Department. The IMDb rating has got a 7.7. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I think I was almost on par with them. I think so, yeah. Point two above. See, again, you're way off. Well, I don't work in the entertainment industry. (laughs) That's true, yes. (laughs) This woman had a long-term intimate relationship with a known communist, had the same friends, shared the same interests. There you have it. Ironclad innuendo. Where there is smoke, there is fire. Yeah, just ask Joan of Arc. Williamson, your whole case is a busload of bourgeois. You're talking about the finest nurse I've ever scrubbed with. And you haven't said diddly squat about anything she's done to undermine this mash. I haven't done anything. Yes, I dated Wally. He was funny. He was a kind, gentle, decent boy. There was nothing subversive about it. And it's really a simple matter. All you have to do is tell me who some of Mr. Crichton's other friends were. What do you mean? Simple. I want the names of people he associated with, where they went, what they did. That was a long time ago. There were so many friends. Some were Wally's, some were mine. I can't remember names. What makes her personal life your business anyway, Williamson? Colonel, if the Major really has nothing to hide, a few simple questions aren't going to do her any harm. Major, would you characterize yourself as a patriotic American? Absolutely. And you consider communism the principal threat to our way of life? Yes, I do. And if if someone known to you supported the communist cause, would you not, as a patriotic American, want to bring that person to the attention of the authorities? Yes, of course, but these people... we needn't discuss this here. Take your time. Think about it. What if she can't remember any names? The Major is an intelligent, well-motivated woman. She'll remember. Okay, let's say she can remember, Williamson. What if she just doesn't want to tell you? Well, if 
she chooses not to cooperate, I would have no choice but to subpoena her to testify before the committee. Testify before the committee? You've read about the committee, Margaret. They make it very simple for you. You can either hang yourself or your friends. Or both. Whatever you do, just showing up can cost you your career. All right, let's go ahead and move on to some behind the scenes. I think Meds has our first one here. Yeah, okay, so the title comes from the red hysteria of the 1940s and 1950s when anyone could be accused of being a communist and could be summoned before a congressional committee. Uh, those summoned were asked, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Even appearing could ruin the professional and public reputation of the witness if he or she did not cooperate, admit membership in the Communist Party and or name additional people as members. The committee referenced many times by the characters with the House Un-American Activities Committee, the HUAC. And although credited as also starring Gary Burkhoff, the character of Radar does not appear in this episode. Ah. Uh, Margaret worries that her having to testify on communist activities will embarrass her father, but she had earlier implied to Henry Blake that her father was dead. Yeah. Well, that can't happen we, because she was dan- he was dancing with her mother. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at yeah, a yeah. Union. She, she's been. He's. Been, uh, she, I think he was dead early on in the season, and they resurrected him, and now she. Yeah. She has a Ma- maybe he was. Maybe he was dead to her. <laughs> there we go, yeah. You know, something, you know. That would make sense, yeah. We'll find excuses. Um, when the congressional <laughs> aide first visits the swamp, while BJ is lying in his cot, where the tent is cut away to allow the cameras, the sky is visible in the top right corner. And it is oh, so, so obvious. obvious. <laughs> yeah. When I saw I was like, that's just, I mean, did the camera person not see that? I know, they could have just moved the camera to the right a little bit. I mean, I understand being an editor and, you know, once it's in the edit room, you're like, oh, crap, we can't do anything about it. They could have, I guess, I don't know back in the day if they had, like, a visual where they could have kind of drawn it out or filled it in a little bit. Yeah, well, they they must have done because they do that with Radar's head at the beginning of the episode. It's true. So So why don't they just do that, crop it? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's so blatant, obviously. I mean, you know, because I, you know... People mention this in previous episodes, and I'll look, and I'm like, oh, okay, I can barely see it. But this yeah. one, it was like the corner of the screen was blue from the sky. Yeah, I, I, suppose, it's, I suppose it's a little bit like, um, you know, I, I've, been, I've been watching all the classic Doctor Whos and watching the, the trivia facts mm-hmm. coming up the bottom, and a lot of the excuses are was the fact, of course, there was no means of recording episodes back then. Well, I suppose there might have been at this point, 79, I'm sure Betamax yeah. and VHS was coming out, but, you know, you weren't really... You know, they all thought, oh, you're going to watch it and maybe it'll go on syndicate, you know, and, and stuff like that. So no one's going to take notice. But yeah, uh, people do. People do. And, <laughs> and as you say, that was so obvious. That was, yeah. yeah. It looks like I've got the fun fact on this one. So uh, despite the slow start in the world of television, MASH would go on to win a whole plethora of awards. Uh, the Hospital War Drama went on to win six People's Choice Awards, eight Golden Globes, and an astonishing 14 Emmys, including Best Television Series in 1982, as well as the Prime Time Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. This uh, They also won a Peabody and even a TV Land Impact Icon Award. Yeah, it's, That's some wars. Eh? It's, it's well-deserving. Yeah, I'm glad they oh, yeah. got recognition. Uh, excuse me, miss. Do you come here often? Are you sure you two want to be seen with me? Are you kidding? You think I want to be seen with him? He eats with his fingers. I can't let him eat alone. You know, I've been thinking about those people Williamson wants me to name. I bet you have. They were all such fun. George Feister, president of his fraternity. 
He was pinned to four girls at the same time. Must have been murder going through revolving doors. Emily Kingsley. Majored in chemistry. Collected Russ Colombo records. Buddy Gerlach. He was the school chug-a-lug champ. An obvious threat to national security. Margaret, I think it's your duty to make the world safe from campus cut-ups. Those people meant an awful lot to me. How could I put them through a thing like this? Hey, you can fight this guy. We'll help you get a good lawyer. I can't do that. All I can do is resign my commission. Fighting would just make that worse. Are you crazy? Williamson's case has more holes in it than I have in my combat boots. And it doesn't smell as good. It's not me. It's my father. You were so proud of me when I made major. If I go before that committee, win or lose, I'll be publicly humiliated. Maybe I could live with that. But I could never live with what that would do to my father. Margaret, you can't just cave in like this. I have no choice. Speak. I've lost my appetite. All right, trivia time. So last episode, we had the question, what role did Harry Morgan originally play? Now, you obviously knew this, Meds, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the answer is General Steele, the crazy and wacky general who comes to the MASH unit and just <laughs> kind of turns things upside down. But, uh, yeah, so hopefully you got that right. Thank you for all who uh, wrote in and, and answered. That was great. And uh, here is this episode's question. Which actor from the movie played the same character in the TV series? There's only one. So, all right, so go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Love to hear you guys uh, see how many people can get this question correct. And then we will have the answer in the next episode. Look, Williamson, Margaret didn't date a subversive. She dated Wally, a guy. She also dated half the generals in the Pacific. Does that make her a West Pointer? Do you expect me to believe that she knew nothing about Crichton's politics? Be assured, Williamson. Margaret's interest in a man is kindled by passion, not by politics. If Hot Lips dated Joe Stalin, the only thing she'd remember about him is that his mustache tickled. Hot Lips? Yeah, that's a nickname she picked up. Don't you have that in your dossier under aliases? No. There's a lot you don't know about Margaret. Why don't you just leave her alone and let her do the things she likes to do, like nursing and having a good time? Having a good time. Having a great time. <laughs> All very interesting, gentlemen. But promiscuity is hardly what I would call the defense. MASH 4077 Podcast is all over social media. If you'd like to email us, you can do so by sending your emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at mash4077podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at geekyfanboy. And you can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook group. You can search mash4077podcast. And if you want to read our show notes or get more information about the podcast, you can do so on our main website, which is at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. I think we both agree we enjoyed it. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, this last half of uh, these episodes have been pretty good. With a with our with a ten <laughs> in one of them, which is crazy. I know. So good. Let's hope it continues. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> well, I am Kenny, and I'm Simon. 
and we'll be seeing you. Only I, I was sure that you are the sort of person that everyone says you are. I am. I'm just like they say. But I know so little about you. I, I need to learn more than I could from some cold and personal document. Well, tell me what I can do. We need to be closer, Margaret. Much closer. Closer? Right. VIP makes major mistake. What was that? It's 10 o'clock. Did someone flash? Uh, 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 there, uh, there is someone in that wall locker. There is? Oh, my. You must. You're right there everywhere. Klinger, is there someone in here? No, I've been in here 20 minutes, and I haven't seen anybody. What is he doing with that camera? Appears to be rewinding. Well, what, uh, pray tell, were you doing? Mm -hmm. You want to grab her one more time? I think I got your bad side. What the hell is going on here? We thought your wife might appreciate some photos of your fact-finding tour. Suitable for hanging. Oh, you wouldn't stoop to blackmail. What about you, you lecherous hypocrite? You're so sure I'm a communist, but for a little tumble, you let me off the hook? Don't be absurd. I would never have let you off the hook. You mean you were gonna... And then you... You creep! Get out of here! Wait a minute. It's three poses for a quarter. You've still got two to go. We could take one of each face. Enjoy your jokes, people. But you have been duped by a communist sympathizer. What a coincidence, so have you. <laughs> Hello, MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production. 
and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.